Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of X Talking Ish with your boy X. And this, I know what to do. If you're on Facebook, please make sure you like and share this broadcast. If you're on our Facebook page, go ahead and hit that like button on our Facebook page. And as well, if you are on YouTube, please make sure you hit the red subscribe button and notification bell so you can be notified for shows like this one in the future. Ding! Thank you for that, X. Uh, and then go ahead and check out us on Periscope on Twitter slash X. I'm in the process of retweeting it right now. So, you can check us out on all major platforming streaming networks. Alrighty, then we're gonna go ahead and bring in, of course, our very special guest for this evening to recap Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Got to bring in, of course, the now back-to-back champ over there, Mr. Casey McKinney, and Mr. Six-time champ. Haven't had one one in a while, though, Mr. Adrian Lundstrom and his Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm, of course, Mr. Zero over here, and I'm okay with that because when we win ours in uh, Super Bowl 162, I'll be in my grave site enjoying my Tennessee Titans win. So with that being said, Adrian and KC, if y'all don't mind introducing you guys, and we'll go ahead and get right into the thing. I'll let the champs go first, baby. Go ahead, champ. All right, you know, I've been around a time or two. I, you know, we're doing. Uh, just another football show, guys. Check it out. Um, we uh, we recorded tonight. New episode tomorrow. Talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, lucky enough on our show to have myself, a Chiefs fan, and uh, a 49ers fan. Uh, it was the second time in the history of our podcast that we've squared off. So lucky enough to get the perspective from both both people. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Always appreciate coming on. Should be a fun one. Always is around here. Adrian Lunsford, Pittsburgh Steelers, steal the champs. <laughs> I, only, only Adrian can. can I do told it. you, Adrian. Adrian not gonna. He's not gonna be allowed to introduce himself. He keep doing that. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with that intro, man. <laughs> keep saying to myself. I mean, it's facts, man. We got championships, baby. We go still think we champs. Hey, I'm just starting to act like cowboy fans, man. That just oh, keeps the, keeps oh, everything going. Careful, man. That's the worst thing we can hear. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll go ahead and get right into the thick of things. Of course, there was this thing called Super Bowl that was played on Sunday. And we are here to recap that thing. Uh, some people will call it the Usher concert. Some people will call it the Taylor Swift Invitational. Whichever one you want to call it, it is what it is. Just know that this was apparently the most watched sporting event ever which i don't really know if that is technically true or not but hey it's the numbers if the number cbs says the numbers are true then hey that's that's what we're going off of so seems like all the people that said they didn't want to watch nfl football anymore seems like they found a way to come back and uh, check out the game for a couple of minutes and i don't know about you guys but i definitely feel as though that the game definitely led up to the hype i mean both uh both halves of football before before overtime i felt as though that was it was some really good football um, I think this was one of the most chess match type of uh, performances in the Super Bowl that we've seen in a while. Um, and going into overtime, and we'll, we'll talk about that, of course, uh, once we discuss everything, um, the strategies for both parties. Um, that was very interesting as well, too. Uh, Adrian and I talked about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, we'll, again, we'll talk some more about it today. But I just want to hear, of course, everybody's insight on 
on what you guys saw. Um, I will start off with Ish, since Ish, I haven't heard from you in a while or whatnot. I haven't, haven't, I didn't hear from you on Sunday when you won or whatnot. So tell me your thoughts about the game and how things transpired. No, I mean, overall, it was a good game. Um, I didn't really have a lot of complaints as far as, um, you know, anything officiating-wise or problems out on the field. I thought it was a good game, well-contested, uh, nice defensive battle. Um, I did think that the 49ers should have been able to pull it out. I thought I thought a lot of the things that I called out prior to the game starting were coming to fruition, and I thought – you know, it was it was there for the taking for the 49ers and the Chiefs just happened to find a way. Um, George Kittle, I mean, he was he was missing an action. That was I called that out at the beginning of the game. I said, you know, that he would need to have a big game for it to really be a thing. And he was just missing. He, he was missing. He was sorely missed by them on offense. Um, and defensively, you got to give it up for the Chiefs, man. That defense kept them in the game the entire game. I mean, without the defensive play, which I really feel like it's the story of the season, right? Like the defense carried this team the entire season. And it was more of the same in this game. They carried them through, allowed them to stick around until Patrick could find a way to make it happen. And then the ending for me was poetic because it was classic offensive coach Andy Reid. Uh, this guy just – the way they called the last play where there's no rushing, they just walk up to the line, it was, the confidence was there, and they just executed the play. It, it just summed it all up for me. The defense kept them around, and you said it, X. You can't let Patrick Mahomes have the ball game on the line. You just can't do it. And unfortunately for the 49ers, they let them hang around until that became a thing. Adrian, I'll let you go next. Well, great game. Um, I just uh, – the one thing I'll say, <clears throat> I think I was, telling, I was telling you yesterday, X, but uh, just say it for everybody – I just I'm so glad that it was a great football game um, and I wish that fans could understand that there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. I don't like the fact that everybody's trying to discount what San Francisco accomplished and what Kansas City accomplished. Um, you know, I, I heard a lot of fans saying um, that there was you know, if if Kyle Shanahan would have called the same game the second half as he called the first half, they would have won. Well, the same holds true for Andy Reid. If Andy Reid had called the game that he called the second half, that he called the first half, it wouldn't have been a game either. But that's part of football. And I really hate that it's diminished um, that, oh, that San Francisco was overrated. Well, no, I think Kansas City was underrated all year. I think that that was the biggest factor is that it was a good game. It was the best that the NFC had to offer. It was the best that the AFC had to offer. A game was well played on both sides of the ball. Wasn't a lot of penalties. The referees stayed out of the way. The game came down to overtime. People act like they've seen overtime games every year in the Super Bowl. You don't. You've only seen it, what, two, I think two or three times now? It's only been twice. So 
what more could you ask for? I wouldn't even, there's nothing, the criticism can go out the window. I mean, everybody has an opinion. I don't mind opinions. I just hate the criticism that's come with it. You know, if Patrick Mahomes would have lost, here comes the criticism. He won. Is he the GOAT? Yeah, there's more than one Billy Goat in all gardens or whatever, in all backyards. <laughs> whatever you want to say, man. The dude is doing it now. Let's enjoy what we see. And let's go on and enjoy football. People talk about football ain't what it used to be. Well, guess what? It was what it used to be. It was defensive battle. And every Super Bowl or every football game, when you get to championship level, is won by one thing. And nobody ever talks about it. It's special teams. Defense wins championships, but special teams is where the game is won and lost at that when you get to the Super Bowl. So I just I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a great, great, great football game. And I don't have any any negative. I'm here to shoot down any negativity anybody's got about ooh, anything. Ooh, you say bad, I got a counter for everything today. Everything. You hear Adrian spoken like a true champion. Casey, what you got for me? I mean, I, I I'll agree to disagree slightly on off the top. I think the game started out very sloppy, very I don't want to call it bad, but boring. I think those are two different things. I think bad was we saw like that Patriots Rams game. That game was just bad. That Super Bowl. Um, this was just a little. I don't know. I, neither team could get their footing. I I felt this entire game like I should look down at the scoreboard and the Niners should be up more points than they were. It just always seemed like. How are we still here? How is this still a thing? Like they're just that first drive, they drive right down, then CMC fumbles the ball, you know. And I mean, same same can be said. They turned right around and, and Pacheco gave it back. But um, I just always, you know, even being down 10 points, I was like, okay, well, that's we've seen this before. And then they go get the field goal and and you know, everything turned around in the second half. Um I, obviously, there are there are bullet points to this game that I'm sure we'll we'll dive into. But um, starting from the second half on, yeah, it's a classic, man. Like you got you get overtime, you get the, you know, the the drives, the it, everything that you could want in a game here. It, you know, you got. So um, I, I imagine people who didn't have a rooting interest uh, enjoyed themselves watching this one, and those of us that did uh, tried not to die. So, Casey, I ask you one thing. When you say that, uh, when you were saying about the uh, do you, the first half being, you know, boring or bad, whichever one you want to use, but do you think that it was because of both teams were just doing what they needed to do? Do you think it? I mean, because have we fell in love with with thinking that every drive every drive has got to be a touchdown? Yeah, every yeah. drive needs to be points. Every drive need. I mean, three and outs aren't bad. We got to see punters punt instead of fake, instead of you know, going forward on fourth down every time. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess as a purist of football, I kind of enjoyed the fact that we were back to, hey, man, you're watching it. Who's going to be the, the team that makes a mistake? Maybe maybe I just looked at it from that perspective. So, No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't have to tell you, right? Like uh, but some of my favorite games are those, those Baltimore-Pittsburgh games that are, you know right. – 9, 10, 13, 10, whatever, where <laughs> yeah. you actually see good three, defense three played. <laughs> and that's what was happening here. We had good defense playing. It wasn't that the offenses were inept and it wasn't good football. The defenses were out there doing their thing and, and showing out. 
And I think some people look at that and go, okay, here we go. This is going to be a boring one. Like right. we, we have been conditioned now, like you said, to high scoring games and points and offense. The game's been tailored to the offense, to the passing. Uh, you know, that's, that's what they want to have happen. The, the, the TV network. So that when that didn't happen, the default is sort of, Oh man, here we go. What are we doing? And I think even you got that good defense, you got good defense throughout the game, but then, you know, these offenses sort of found their footing and got going. So uh, like I said, overall, very entertaining, just slow start off the top. But if you love watching defenses, that was, I mean, the, the both those plays, the fumbles caused by the defense, great plays by the defense. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't right. really a mistake or, you know, just a, a bad play on the offensive side. They were good defensive plays. So um, I, all around, yeah, it was, it was a great, fun game to watch. Like I said, I, I would imagine for people who didn't have a rooting interest that um, it, it just sort of had everything and, and was a good time. Gotcha. Yeah, because I had no rooting interest. <laughs> well, I as well, Adrian, didn't really care who won, but I did want to – I mean, I wanted my bets to come true. I did pick Kansas City to win, so I did win a little money there. But, um, you know, one thing that we always, and I feel like every generation always state, is that every generation holds on to their GOAT, right? No matter if it's Adrian's generation or the generation before him, you know, the next generation, you know, they grow up looking and watching their athletes and we're watching maybe what could potentially be the next or better version of what Tom Brady was, right? And they, I always hear the OG football commentators always say, you know, Joe Montana was the standard. Joe Cool, Super Bowl, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. He's the guy, right? There's nobody going to be any better. But apparently there was a young kid in the stadium watching Joe Montana at the time that ends up becoming, in some people's eyes, probably better than him, again, depending on who you are. Again, we have an opportunity to maybe see the same thing. And and I'm watching this, quote, unquote, GOAT debate happening in real time on social media with fans and, of course, uh, you know, talking heads and whatnot. And even Patrick Mahomes said, look, Tom's the GOAT because not just because of what he's done, but also because he's beat me twice. You know, that right there in itself kind of ends that debate. But I will say we talked about this before we came on the show. If Patrick Mahomes is in the Chiefs, are able to go three for three in these Super Bowls and do something that no team has ever done in the NFL, I mean, that definitely does add a little bit more icing to the cake in regards of your resume and your legacy uh, and you know, what you've been doing in the NFL. Um, it's going to be a, a, a very, very tough road. Adrian talks about it uh, all the time when he's on the show when it comes to not just winning and not just getting to a championship game. And not, not just winning it, but also trying to go back to back. And then now trying to go back to back to back. It's going to be a lot of um, just not just the pressure, but just, you know, phys the physicality of, of everybody's trying to stay healthy. That's going to be very interesting to watch, too, moving forward. Adrian? I was just going to say, X, you, you touched on something that I wanted to mention about that. You know, you said it's uh, about the uh, about it being tough. And a prime example is this is the first time you ever seen KC potentially, if they would have lost, everybody would have said they self-destructed because of the Kelsey incident, because of the Ray Rice, the Rice, the Ray Rice, the Rice incidents on the sideline, um, and Mahomes and all of that. And since they won, it, it it doesn't come up. But that's the pressure of winning back to back. That's the pressure that you've seen out of them this year, you've seen uncharacteristic things 
from them in regards to that wasn't the first time that Travis Kel- um yeah Travis Kelsey threw his helmet wasn't the first time this year but before that he's played how many years and you hadn't seen that that type it's it's there they're going to be so much pressure on them to come back and win again not saying that they can't do it um just because they they had a tough schedule this year so they they understand a tough schedule so i'm not going to say anything about that they can't do it it's just going to be very very tough I will say this before we wrap it up um, to getting on to the next topic, because I'm happy that you brought up the Kelsey topic, because that's what we're about to segue to in a second. Let me get to the comment section right quick. Shout out to Fracture Juan that you're tuning in. He asked thoughts on the commercials this year. Let me get back to that one. Also, do y'all believe in Purdy now? Topic <laughs> uh, That loss to the Raiders completely turned the Chiefs season around. They looked in the mirror and said never again. Also, I need to see my homeboy play for 10 years first before I give him the nod over Brady, in my opinion, which is completely understandable. Now, if the Chiefs three-peat, I might have to reconsider his status against Brady. Because, again, that's something to, to definitely well, put in. All, all, all he has to do from this point going forward to catch Brady is basically be Joe Montana. Right? Like, he has to go do what Joe Montana did from his rookie year on to catch him. Well, numbers-wise, I just want to put what Tom Brady did in perspective, right? Like, you're taking Patrick Mahomes plus Joe Montana as far as titles go and all that. That's what he's got to do to catch him. Like, Can I I rebuttal? He really is that guy. Can I rebuttal, though? Can I rebuttal on that? He won't catch This is is something that Adrian and I – this was something that Adrian and I was talking about when it comes to – when we talk about guys that play for – 15, 20 years, the Patrick, I'm sorry, the Pay Mannings, the Tom Brady's. We've seen different stages of them in their quarterbacking career, right? We've seen Peyton Manning with the Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Stokely's. Then you go into Denver and Demarius Thomas and and Wes Walkers and whatnot, and, and being able to still win, of course, win another championship in Denver. Um, we've seen it with Tom Brady, right? Everybody said it, he could only win in New England. You know, it was only it was the Belichick system. Went to, went to Tampa, won a championship, right? I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes needs to leave Kansas City to be proven and whatnot. That's all I'm saying. But sooner or later, Kelsey's not going to be there anymore. Sooner or later, Andy Reid's not going to be there anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see the the growth and the transition for Patrick Mahomes once these pieces starting to move away. And now who will be the receiver or tight end that's going to step up for you to become that next uh, – to be able to allow you to have that next – 10 more years of solid play because you have these guys that you trust. So that's what I want to see from Patrick Mahomes. We, I'm not, it's nothing as a skill says, nothing about what he's already done. He, he could walk, he would walk into Hall of Fame right now if he decides to hang up the cleats. That's not what we're discussing. We're discussing now elite elite, right? That's what we're discussing. So that's what I want to see from Mahomes. I'm going to end it on that. Let me get to the comments right quick. The Purdy question. I don't think anybody's ever doubted him being outside of top 15, right? I think right now, especially with the performance he put on in the Super Bowl, men on top 10. Like, I don't I don't think he's dropping out of top 10. 10 to 10 12. Moment. Okay, 10 to 12. 10 Adrian, 12. Adrian, Adrian. Depends on the day. I, I give him I, – I, I give him a little bit above 10, but not much. You know, again, it's, it's football, man. You If you put him in a different system, he may look totally different. I just – I just feel like that that's the perfect system for him. I just think that it, it, it fits him. I think the same holds true for Mahomes. I think Mahomes is in the right system with with um, 
with Andy Reid. I just don't know that, you know, anywhere else you put him, I don't know that he has has the same system. They have it's so a, much freedom. It's a hurry with the Warriors thing. It's like so many not many coaches are gonna allow you to throw that many threes, right? Right. You know, Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does because Andy Reid believes in what he does. And it's just, you know, you call plays and and on that the last the touchdown, what was beautiful about our I, I showed I sent it to X this morning, um, y'all, but I broke down the last drive. They ran the same play basically the entire drive, but they ran it out of a different formation. They were setting them up the entire time for that. They they that was what was genius about it. It's just because it was a it was a three-way goal all on every play. And they knew that. Like it run, pass. It, it, it was beautiful. I, I have to say, when you go and break down the film of it, you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, they were setting this up big time. All right, guys. Let me get to, like, what um, we talked about earlier regarding this Kelsey push. Um, I want to have you guys start it off first. I'll follow up once you guys are done. But whoever wants to start it off, you guys are more welcome. I, sure. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand why it's a story. I, I don't know. Like I get it, it happened, national spotlight, whatever. But you know, they never cut to him after while afterwards when he was over there talking to him and them figuring their stuff out. They just want to show you the push. They don't want to show you everything that happened after that. They don't want to show you them arms around each other after the game. It, it, this is a game, the biggest game, right? Especially like like was said earlier with the, the with the pressure on these guys to win too. I think they're feeling even more pressure than they were. Travis probably even more so. You know, with Taylor there, right? Like nobody wants to talk about it, or everybody wants to talk about it. It seems, but I do think there was maybe a little bit more pressure on him there in that situation. He wants to be out there. He's a football player. He was heated in the moment. That's all it is, guys. It really, it really is just that simple. That's all it is. But everybody wants to turn it into something. So I don't, if somebody else disagrees, by all means, I'd like to hear it. But I, I just, it's, it's a talking point that'll go away after a couple of days, I imagine. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's football. But the only thing, only thing I'll say that's bad about it is it, it won't have – and not that it should have. I agree with you 100%. It shouldn't have the legs. But what I hate is that something like Antonio Brown, same kind of thing with uh, the coach from – what's his name? Uh, played for the – coach for the Steelers. I can't remember his name. Arians. You know, the same thing. And it had legs forever for the rest of his career. And that's the only thing that I hate is that they even gave that legs. It happens. It's just that the cameras pick up, picked it up, you know, seen it. It happens all the time. It ain't the first time that a coach has had to deal with a, a irate player about not getting the football. I'm telling you now, I still yell at coaches to this day about plays and it is what it is. I mean, now I don't even play anymore and I want to, I'm cussing. So I, I think it's, I'm like you. Ain't there's not much, nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, I mean, as I already said, um, uh, I mean, it's the heat, it's the heat of the moment. The pressure is on. They got to win back to back. Um, the pressure, I would say, and I agree, was I, a lot more than what it was in the past. I think, especially because they did place all their eggs in the basket of Travis Kelsey. They decided they didn't want to invest in the receiving core. They wanted to go with a rookie. They had all these other guys piecemeal together. And I think Travis, like we said, like has already been said, he felt the pressure. He really felt the pressure. The eyes were on him. And I think 
it's just a football player wanting to be out there on the field. And I will say, as somebody who has played, as somebody who has coached, um, somebody who's been around teams like that, I want a guy like that on my team. I want a guy that wants to be out there and make a play. If you don't want to be out there, you're not the kind of person I want on your team, and you're definitely not the kind of person that's going to win the Super Bowl. Because in order to win, you've got to be the guy that wants to get out there and make a play happen, especially in a, in a situation like that. You're in the red zone. So, yeah, I'm not – I did not see any problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. Um, Andy Reid didn't really have a problem with it, so everybody else needs to be quiet. As one of my coaches used to say all the time, I'd rather say sick them than I'm sick of them. So, you know, that's that's I'm, I, you know, that's just the easiest way to look at it. Like he, that's the way it is. You know, he tell you in a minute, like I'm sick of him because of his attitude, but I don't want to have to tell him to go sick somebody. So I'm, I'm that's what you want. And you want that dog in him. So I, I don't have a problem. with that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm upset with all three of y'all because we have to agree on the same thing right now. But on a serious note, I, 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 the, the social media fallout from that situation, I just thought was. I want to say comical, but it was just it was just head scratching. I mean, I, I saw the tweet. I'm pretty sure everybody saw the tweet from AJ Brown, one of my one of my favorite receivers, talking about if I if that was me, I'd have been kicked out of the league. Let's be honest, no the hell you would. Okay, I mean, like, watch him over there yelling at people all season. I mean, he didn't not almost knock someone over, but yeah. I I firmly believe what Andy said that he was just off balance and he wasn't actually. And and if you watch if you rewatch the the the, the short clip, yes, I mean. He caught him by surprise. You know, he came from behind him. It, it, it would never look like a push. Look more like Kelsey was trying to grab his arm and be like, look, big guy, you know, I need the ball type stuff. Because, again, ish, he played receiver. I played receiver most of my life and whatnot. And I'm not trying to turn into Keyshawn Johnson or T.O., but you, as a receiver, you can't do shit without the ball. Now, Ish, you talked about how you want a guy like that on your team. You also stated about Kelsey. I mean, sorry, about Kittle. Where the hell was Kittle at on the other sideline doing the exact same thing to Kyle Shanahan? He should have rained Kyle Shanahan's neck and told him, give me the damn ball. For you to have four yards of receiving for a Well, season, I also I mean, don't know if you saw the, the tweet or the post on Instagram allegedly from his brother or best friend, but apparently Brandon Ayuk was Ayuk, not yeah. happy about his usage uh-huh. in the Super Bowl and what was going on. So now, now, okay, and let's let's save that. Let's save that for the next topic because I want to talk about this 49er situation and fall out a little bit. But I'll wrap it up with this. I have played on mostly every level and whatnot, and I've seen this type of stuff go on on almost every level. And like Adrian stated already, the cameras picked it up. We're blowing it up. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, it was the pressure that's that was consuming this Chiefs team because just it was a couple plays, either the play prior to that or a couple plays after, like you said, with Rice, you know, you see Mahomes and Rice getting into it. And I didn't really look at it as, as them getting into it. I just looked at them as fierce competitors trying to, you know, be on the same page with one another, but emotions are high, obviously because it's a very big game that can change your life forever. Right. You know, so I didn't, I didn't have a problem with it. I'm going to leave the dead horse alone. I'm going to stop beating on it, and we're going to go ahead and move on. Fraction 1 says, I look at it as a champion challenging another champion to do or be better. In my opinion, I feel like the whole attitude of the whole team changed at that moment. 
Now, like we discussed with Kittle and the whole situation with the 49ers, uh, the fallout, a um, couple players coming out, Kyle Juszczyk, um, talking about, I didn't know that the rules were different in overtime. Um, there was another apparently office alignment that came out, was talking about how he was hung over, which isn't the first time you heard about a, a court, I mean, a, a player being hung over in the big game, AKA Don McNabb, you know? So I say this because I want to ask everybody, is this the end of the end for the 49ers? Because I mean, it, it seems like this was their year, right? Like they had everything going for them, both sides of the ball. Brock Purdy was better than Jimmy G. He's going to get them to the promised land, got them to the promised land. Then all of a sudden you just had all these little small silly things that happened in the game and you don't capitalize on this moment. Now you go into next year, you know, Kittle is, is banged up even more. Christian McCaffrey took a, a, took a beating as well this game. You know, how much longer does he have uh, to play? It's a lot of question marks for San Francisco going into next season. And also as well too, not just the actual players, but the coaching staff, right? I mean, how how long how much longer will the 49ers players look at Kyle Shanahan as the right leader to take them to the promised land without choking it away? Right? You know, I mean it's I, I think this is very interesting how this all plays out for the 49ers. Can one of you guys chime in for me? Um I will say I will say this. I, I don't like I don't like that I don't like that line of thinking that that has been going on around the 49ers. And the reason why I'll say that is I think another coach has, has called it out already and has said it. Dan, um, Dan Campbell came out and said, he told, he told his team, he said, this might be the only chance you get. This might've been it. And I know that it may not be a popular thing to say, but Kyle Shanahan got this team to the Super Bowl in 2020 got this team back to the Super Bowl in 2024. I mean, they've been around, and even in seasons where they've had injuries and things, they've been able to play to a certain level. You don't find that very often. I'm sorry, you don't. That's not a consistent thing that in this league, you just find teams that do that consistently, play at a high level consistently can have, you know, these players. I mean, they were doing it before with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now they're doing it with a guy that is Mr. Irrelevant. I'm sure he, the people are going to start calling him Mr. Relevant, but that doesn't happen just overnight in this league. So when you have something like that, I don't like the conversation that some fans, I think fans grow accustomed to certain things and they think that it's easy because they're, they've seen their team have some level of success. I can tell you right now, as a Kansas City fan, I am hard on the team, but I'm realistic when it comes to the fact of I know what Kansas City has is special and that it's something that is not guaranteed every single year. And for fans, whether you're upset with the situation in San Francisco, you feel you sad right now, I would say be careful what you hope for. Don't go, don't be over there expecting or saying you want Kyle Shanahan gone. You want 
uh, oh, so-and-so mad they didn't get the ball. Okay, they need to leave, whatever. Like, things go wrong in a game plan. Things go wrong over a course of a game. But for your team to consistently play at the level that they do and for them to have made it this far, I mean, only four years removed from being at the Super Bowl, you got to look at some of that and you got to say, you know, hey, they didn't have it. They played a better team because Adrian said it earlier. Let's give credit where credit is due. The Chiefs defense played well. I don't think Kyle Shanahan went out there and decided he wasn't going to get the ball to George Kittle. The the Chiefs defense just played well. So, like, let's stop this. Everybody want to be mad at Kyle Shanahan? Sure, fire him. Good luck, San Francisco. I hope y'all go find. I hope y'all go find the guy who's gonna bring him back. Don't do it, Mabel. Don't nah, do it. No, nah, get rid of him. <laughs> Don't do it, Mabel. Uh, I I'll touch on it. Um, I'll say something that you probably you I thought you were gonna hit on, but you didn't. Uh, ish. Um, two things, and I'll make it quick. One, yes, I agree that they're probably you know looking at it the way that they need to look at it that they've done it in four years, God. And the biggest thing is, is not Shanahan, it's Lynch. Lynch knows how to get players and they are getting, they quality players are coming through that door and they are going to be back because of him. He knows championship DNA. He was a hard nosed player. He understands it and he, he he's, He's getting Shanahan what's what he needs. Um, so I, I don't think that I don't think that that they'll have an issue. Um, but again, it's hard to get back, man. It's just hard. That's just not something easy. And and like you said, we're watching KC do it, and people should look at it and think, oh my gosh, this is special because it just doesn't happen in this day and age with the parody and the way football is set up back in the day. Yeah. Steelers were a dynasty because you had the best players for eight, nine years in a row. You know, you're supposed to win. You're, you're looking at, you got the, the best, best of this. And the other thing about Kittles and I'll say this from a defensive standpoint point, when you got the two corners that they got, McDuffie and um, uh, Sneed, the tight end is not a factor. When you can put them two on the outside and they can hold their own, that play Sneed made in the end zone on Debo and not get the pass interference, that just, hey, I'm telling you, special, 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 special. So now the game changes. Big time when you got two corners like them. McDuffie and Sneed played a hell of a football game at corner, which changes your whole game plan because now Kittle's doubled inside and out. He's, you know, you can play zone underneath that. You can do whatever you want to do in and out him. You can do so many things. You can take him out of the game. McCaffrey, we can double him too now. It, 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 hey, Ayu, you can talk all you want to talk. Them boys had y'all on lock out there. They was they they them, them two corners could cover. They they did their thing. I'll leave it at that. I, I mean, my my first go to when it comes to a question like this is always Vegas. The 49ers are currently the favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. So let's pump the brakes just slightly, right? This team 
while they will deal with some cap things, right? They signed Bosa to that big old deal. Um, Ayuk's number goes up like $10 million. Like they, there is going to be some things that they're going to have to figure out. But overall, this team should stay pretty whole and come back. And like, who is it, who's going to beat them in the NFC? Like the NFC is not like any great shakes. So I, I think they've got a fair chance to get back here. That window is absolutely closing. You know, like it was pointed out earlier, I, I heard if, if Brock Purdy was not drafted, if he had just been picked up as a free agent, he could have this year tried to get paid. He can't until next year now. So he, they've got, he's got another year before, he, you know, they've got a decision to make on what they're going to do with the quarterback position and, and how that's going to work out. Um, I mean, as far as Shanahan goes, uh, and I say the same thing about like someone like Mike Tomlin, if, if that guy's let go right now, no hyperbole, half the league should be lining up to interview. Like it, and it's not, he's, he's a good coach. He's, he's one of the greatest in the league. I get it. They had, they had a bad afternoon, had a bad evening, whatever. This team looked dominant all season long. I think that they will be just fine. They could get back here. I mean, there is the weird trend of, of teams that lose the Super Bowl not getting back it. I can't explain it, but we've seen a lot of it over the past decade, decade and a half. Um, so it will be something that they'll have to overcome, but I do think that this team will be fine for at least another season. I'm very interested. I mean, I'm very surprised by, um, some of these comments, obviously, um, because, you know, Casey said there's nobody really in the NFC. I mean, I'm not going to throw out the Lions, but I'm, I'm, I'm wanting, I'm wanting to take a couple of eyes on that Green Bay Packers. I, I like that awesome. young core over there. I like Jordan Love. I, I'm very interested to see what they have going forward and whatnot. Um, I like the Eagles for next year, depending on you know who's, who who retires and who decides to come back and whatnot. Again, I think I think, they'll, they'll, I, think <laughs> I think they'll be hungry because they didn't, uh, of course, get back to the Super Bowl this past year. I know Adrian's shaking his head, but a whole new I, they, they have again they have new coordinators. I think I think things are changing in the right direction for Philly. We'll see what happens with them next year. NFC South, I don't believe in anybody next uh, next year in the NFC South. I mean, even with Tampa Bay. I just I don't see any, them really challenging anybody in NFC. The only other team really, I mean, you can name two in that division, Seattle, but also watch out for the Rams. I, I know I sound yeah, crazy. I know I sound crazy for the Rams, but I feel like the, I feel like the Rams overachieved this past season uh, with the pieces that they had. McVay's like got that weird thing. He can win that. He can beat them. Like it's exactly yeah. that's my point. I mean, the divisional rivals and whatnot. They find ways to, to beat the 49ers and whatnot. And uh, you're missing the team. Go, go ahead. I hear you said Cowboys. Dare now. No, dare dare now. Now. <laughs> no I didn't. Miss, I didn't miss them. I didn't miss them at all. I dare didn't not. hear you say no. the Cowboys. Dare not. Don't you? No, dare. We go. no, no. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones knows what's up. He's not worried about winning no championship. He makes sure them, them pockets are lined up. Oh my god! At the end of the day, at the end of the day, Jerry Jones wants exactly what Genie Buzz for the Lakers wants. Exactly what? Um, uh, Jesus Christ! Uh, that's Al Brenner. God damn it! The uh, GM for the, for the for the Yankees. Everybody wants to be in the, the news, even if you're talking about the World Series Finals or the Super Bowl. And when we're talking about the Super Bowl, they're still talking about the Dallas Cowboys. So if that's what they want, then that's what they're going to have. But I won't see, we won't yeah, see them Cowboys in the world. Next the Super Bowl next year. Okay. Now, I will say, hey, if the Cowboys do get to the Super Bowl next year, it's going to be in New Orleans. I mean, that that's going to be uh, not, not too far of a road trip for Cowboys. Well, fans. Know, Cowboy fans are everywhere, but that would be interesting to see. 
Now, as we're pretty much almost past the halfway mark of the show, let's talk a little bit about the halftime show. I'll exclude Adrian because I'm pretty sure Adrian doesn't care, so that's, I'm perfectly fine with that. Ish, you want to start off first with the halftime show since we talked about it in the pregame show? Yeah, I mean, it was good. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for that. All right, Casey, you're next. I, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with, with Ish. I, you know, I – Apparently was wrong about what the best Usher album is, so I got I got I got I got dragged I'm, on. I'm social sorry. Media. Yeah, I had to be the one that. No, it's fine. You weren't the only one. It's what, fine. What, what, um, what it just takes. Say? 8701. It's, it's my 8701 is really good. That's the best one. No, I said it, I said it was my way, but um, he said my way. Oh. I it's, it's I'm, take me back to middle school, man. Come on, let's go. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> no, it was entertaining, right? I said it's not necessarily. I don't know. It was good. <laughs> hey, I, I'll say one thing, X. About it. One thing I gotta say is, I was mad that he was hugging on Alicia Keys. That's what I was. <laughs> I, I'm just. Why is everybody that. mad at that when Swiss Beats yeah, already said it's all good? Oh, oh, I'm, no, I'm not mad. I'm not mad that Swiss. I'm talking about. I'm jealous. I told my yeah, wife that like, day. He up here. He up here getting a hug on Alicia Keys. I'm sitting there like, man, what? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, brother. Like man, hey, God dog, Alicia up there looking like yeah. Now that was the halftime show. <laughs> All right, you then, Adrian. Thank you for your comments, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Adrian, you're killing me with that. But you're right. I didn't even think about it like that. He shouldn't be putting his hands on on my future wife. <laughs> right. What are you doing, man? Hey, I'll sit here next to my wife, touching her, talking about, hey, you see this? What you doing? What's the, what the, man, he touching Alicia Keys. What's you had to know the source was going at. I'm mad. I mean, I, honestly, I wasn't expecting for Adrian to say anything. So, I mean, uh, this is all by surprise, for being completely honest. Um, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I mean, I know Ish and Casey and I, we grew up in middle school, elementary school, with both of these individuals, Alicia and, and and uh, of course, Usher, I remember, I, I tell my wife all the time, I remember listening to You Don't Know My Name on the way to school with my mom, her dropping me off from A-Leafs to Cypress schools and whatnot. And that song always came on 102.1 back in the day. So yes, I completely understand the nostalgic of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll keep it very brief on the Usher performance and whatnot. Um, I wouldn't call it the best time performance of all time. I wouldn't call it all that, but I would definitely would put it in top top eight. Top eight. I'm pretty sure there's other performances out there that were probably a little bit better. But I will say, from beginning to end, everything that he had from the wardrobe changes to um, you know the stage performance to changing into roller skates to having, the, of course, the, the the special guests as well. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, again, it made me feel like I was 14, 15, 16 years old again. And I think I saw somebody talking about, you know, that's how you know you're old when uh, the, half, the Super Bowl halftime show is target is you're the target audience for it. So I'm perfectly okay with that. If I'm the target audience, hey, go ahead and keep, you know, next year is going to be in New Orleans. So again, I'm assuming I could be wrong, but I feel like the easy choice would be for Wayne to be the main performer, and then whoever else after that, you know, whoever Wayne wants to pick, but I just feel like that's too obvious, uh, especially Wayne is buddy buddy. You know, when it comes to the the networks for Fox and ESPN, I just feel like that's just an obvious choice. But we'll see where that goes. Dominique Powell says not even top eight. X. Okay, well, mm. if you got eight other uh, halftime show performances that are better than those, you tell me. 
but at the moment, again, I think it was pretty good. So let's wrap it up with a very simple question. Three P. Can can this? I mean, is this something that is possible? Something that can happen uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs this upcoming season? I'll start it off with Adrian. As much as I hate to go against my boy, my homes, no, won't happen. Won't happen. Nope. Casey. So it's possible, right? I mean, anything's possible. Um, they're probably going to lose. I mean, the are you could argue about who the best players on the team are. I think they're going to lose the second best player on the team in Chris Jones. I think he's going to find his way to Chicago or something this offseason. It's just going to be real tough. Unless, oh, wow. unless you can go to these guys and say, hey, we want to make history. We want to win three. Um, they got to pay Snead. I mean, I'd like to see him pay Willie Gay. McDuffie's coming up. You just can't hand out these big old contracts. And I want to pay the the kids. It's just how it works. It, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I mean, there's been talk of of Pat reworking his deal. You can only really do so much there. Um, you know, this problem. You draft well, it works out for a handful of years, and then all of these guys need paid at the same time. So, um, I think I think that Chris Jones isn't a part of this team next year. Um, maybe someone like Willie Gay isn't around either. Um, so that's tough on the defense, right? I mean, the, the, but if, if they can draft well, which they've done the last few years, I, that's going to be the key. They've got to just continue hitting in the draft. They've got to replace these guys. They got to go get a weapon. Can they, you know, if they let Chris Jones walk and they've got a little extra pocket change, can they entice someone like a Mike Evans to come to town? Can they get, you know, there are other wide receivers, a T Higgins, a somebody to come chase a ring here in Kansas City. I don't know that they can. They may have to rely on the draft to get it done. I think it's possible. Am I going to bet on it? No, probably not. Um, but, um, you know, the AFC is a tough tough nut to crack, man. We say, this, you know, I said about the Niners and the NFC. The AFC is the total opposite. You've got the Ravens, the Bengals, the Bills. Uh, the Chargers, I still firmly believe in, are going to be a good team. I agree. I, I think you got a year or two. But I, the Steelers, I, I mean, they were right on the cusp this year, right? That whole division is just tough. Don't worry, so, Adrian Tannehill's on his way to save you. Justin Fields is the lead candidate right now inside. I see. God, that sounds so gross. Y'all not going. Justin Fields ain't going no damn still. That just doesn't seem like the right the, fit for that team. The, the lead candidate right when now. It hap- when it happens, I'll shut up. But I well, if, if it does if it does happen, you're going to shut up. I'm that's telling fine. you now. That's perfectly that's fine. That's what they need. He'll be He'll fit perfect for them. That it would, it just seems weird to me, but I he'd fit right in. I think the power run, all that, but I think they can do it. Um, you know, it's a tough, tough gauntlet to get through the AFC, man. But you know, if they come out on the other side, I can see them doing it. I mean, that's the goal now. They're gonna gonna do the parade tomorrow and then back to work. Pat said it himself. Let's we're gonna party for a couple days and then we're, we're looking at three. Let's go get it. Before I pass it over to Ish, I'm happy that you brought up the Mike Evans acquisition because I was <laughs> the guy can dream saying the exact same thing. I don't think it's a dream. I think it's something that definitely can happen. Mike Evans is a guy that, again, he he, he has his money. He has a Super Bowl. Why not go and add another Super Bowl to your resume? Be be on a team that that they need a, a, a receiver like Mike Evans, and maybe he could take a discount. Does Mike Evans bring anything to them? Seriously, I'm not being. He led the league in touchdowns this year. 
Yeah, but that that's that's, that's with, Baker, with Baker Mayfield. I'm say, what are you talking about? Mike Evans has plenty left in the tank. I, I think he comes there. He becomes a big a big target threat. He takes I mean, pressure off. I ain't trying to give him a four year deal or anything, but, but like I'll give him a two year, year for what forty or I'm sorry thirty five something like that. Forty. I've never. I I can. I I'll say this. His numbers speak volumes, but I'm not impressed with anything Mike Evans has ever done on the football field. Oh. He's a walking Hall of Famer, so I don't know. I mean, that's, well, that's by numbers, he is. I, I, mean, I get because, that. I mean, I, look, but it's not just a one or two season thing. He's done this every season. He's been in the league. Yards. Yards. Minimum a thousand. thousand yards. Yards. I know. You t- I know. Look, a thousand is easy. What's a thousand yeah, yards in a passing league? Come on, I, man. I, you're not. Dead. You're not. You're not wrong. But everybody ain't doing it, though, Adrian. No, I, I agree. I agree. But what's a thousand yards in a passing league? It's it's still remarkable. Even more remarkable, a guy like like Derrick Henry and Trish McCaffrey doing what they're doing in a passing league, being running backs. Yeah, go ahead, take take the mic. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Okay, it's not gonna happen. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm just being real. It's not happening. And I, I'll say this: every year you give me crap. You've been giving me crap the past couple of years because I haven't picked the Chiefs to win the division. What? And what? Everybody's saying, everybody's always like, Ish, why aren't you picking your team to win the division? Yeah, well, it. the reason why is because, as a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, as somebody who watches the Kansas City Chiefs and follows them year round, that means I have to follow the teams in the division. And the thing that people are not taking into account is that the teams that are in that division are not building teams like other teams are around the league. They're building teams to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. That's why throughout the season you see the Raiders come through and win these games against the Chiefs. That's why you see the Chargers play the Chiefs the way they play the Chiefs because they're building their teams specifically to try to beat the Chiefs because they feel like, hey, if we can beat the Chiefs, if we can get through the division, win the division somehow, that will give us a chance to go on and do all these other things. The Raiders, okay. Um, I'm not I'm not saying the Raiders are gonna win, but what I am saying is Casey already called it out. The AFC is far harder to get through than the NFC is. I think when you look at a team like the Ravens, they've been built for years to be a team that makes it deep a deep run. They just haven't been able to put it together. This year was by far the their best attempt at doing that, and they fell short because they ran into the Kansas City Chiefs. When you look at the they Bills, well, they didn't. <laughs> You're right, they didn't. Um, when you look at the Bills, I mean, eventually we're gonna have to start having the conversation of Josh Allen being a, a really solid and good QB. Maybe he just isn't that guy. He's Jim I, Kelly. Okay, sure. He's Jim Kelly. I don't know why we keep doing that. I don't know why. X, you need to stop, okay? You need to stop. Because you were talking about Joe Flacco this year, and I told you he Come was back play of the year, baby. Come back play of the year. Okay, Trent Dilford 2.0. Just Come went back out play of the year, baby. Yeah, I am. Trent Dilford. Trent Dilfer also won a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer ain't never won comeback play of the year, though. But continue. Because he because he, he never fell off. He was always he, he never was on. on. Oh, okay. You gotta be on to fall off, sir. Hey, X uh ish. Only thing I'll say is ish is 
purposely doing this. Oh, I know. In, in regards to oh, every year, he doesn't pick, get it too, huh? He doesn't he pick the Casey. Hey, he doesn't pick Casey, and this way he has no letdown if they don't win. He's this is the most reverse psychology I've ever seen. That's what Casey's doing to come to betting. Oh, hey, we're not gonna win, but I'll go ahead and put some money on KC. Right. Hey, he just doesn't want the final when the when the year comes and he gets let down. He doesn't want it to hurt so bad. I know what it is. I lost some money on the Niners on Sunday. I'll tell you that. I feel good about it. Put that money on KC, sir. What's wrong with that? No, the Niners. I will say the Super Bowl was the only playoff game. I well, yeah, I think it was the only playoff game I picked the Chiefs to win this this season. See, you were trying to you were trying to mess it up. I picked against the Chiefs all all playoffs long, and look at how we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, 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 I will make you play right into short. my hand. Yeah. Very short and very sweet. I do agree that it's going to be very very difficult to achieve this, and oh, about ninety five percent of me is saying hell to the no, it's not going to happen. But but if somebody's going to do it, and if, and if a team is going to do it. This possibly might be the team to do it. The reason why I say that is not so much on the offensive side of the ball, the defense, right? Just just this past year, it was the youngest defense to play in a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. They ended up winning that Super Bowl, of course, last year. Now they they became the second youngest defense to go back to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl as well. I think because of them going through those two years with such a young defense, that was the biggest worry and concern the last two years. And reality that was the best piece that the Kansas City Chiefs have had the last couple of years and if that is the case we don't need it's not like we need to worry about oh can this Patrick Mahomes offense you know can they can they come together to not let down a defense like we've never said anything about that this offense when it comes to Kansas City and you just you know hey Adrian you just talked about these two cornerbacks you talked about uh, of course um, um, Casey talked about Chris Jones of course, depending on if he's going to be there or not, if these guys come back, why not, right? And, and, may, and, and I again, I agree with the AFC being tough, but they're the boogeyman at, at this point in time. Until somebody knocked them off, until Joe, maybe Joe Burrow, I mean, nobody else can do it at this time. In the in the conversation, dude. Joe Burrow, come on, man, stop. Joe Burrow. Stop. Oh, Burrow's done it. What are you talking about? Stop. stop. He does it already in with the Super Bowl. Stop. Stop. Okay. Stop. All right. Okay. Just because he went to one Super Bowl, he is not that guy. What Stop. I'm saying is he has beaten Patrick Mahomes multiple times. Unlike Josh Allen, we know Josh Allen gonna find a way to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. At, least, at least with Joe Burrow, at least he gives the Kansas City Chiefs a little bit of a scare. Nobody's scared of Josh Allen having the ball at the end of the at the end of the game if you're Kansas City Chiefs fan. But Joe Burrow, though, you're like, you know what? No. This might get tight. Jimmy Garoppolo 2.0. That's that's see now you're being disrespectful. I give him two. I give him two point one. Two. Okay, there you go. Okay, see, can you can you help these gentlemen out? Be respectful because I don't know what they're talking about right now. No, sir. I I couldn't disagree with them more. Thank you, man. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. Y'all some disrespectful. Joe Burrow's a top five quarterback in this league. Easily. Like, what are y'all talking about? (laughs) Dead or alive? Top five. Dead dead in alive. You saying top five? Right now, yeah. Name the four in front of him. Uh, so what, Mahomes. Fuck, he's probably higher than five. If I'm being honest. I'm listening. What, you want Lamar, who's got just as many playoff wins as MVPs? Okay. I don't like. Well, I don't understand the thought process there. 
No, I'm he just went, saying. I mean, if you're trying to win regular season games, Lamar's yeah, the guy. Sure. I still think Josh Allen's the guy. We're talking about postseason elite stats right here. So I, think, I, think, I still think Josh Allen's guy that's up there. Um, Mahomes. I'm not. Josh I can't, Mahomes. I can't many, put Josh I get Allen. It. How, many seasons has How many seasons has Burrow done it? Right. Which part? How many seasons has he done it? Okay. Can we. Can we how many seasons have been that guy? I'm not saying you're wrong on that part, but of course, no, no, just, injuries just tell do me. play a factor crowning, in that. We just out here crowning people. Injuries do play a factor in that. We well, give away. Okay, yeah, Mike Vick. I, I think I think Mike Vick, Mike Vick, the same level as him. There, there you go. Okay, we being real. Hey, you, well, you just you just said Mike Evans. Hey, you said Mike Evans did it consistently. Now you don't want to go with consistency. Joe Burrow's only done yes. it once. He's not consistent. He done it, Trash. Mike Vick. Go out of there. Not even. Go out of there. But okay, that's fine. That's fine. Again, I ain't saying Joe Burrow's gonna go to the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm saying that he's the only quarterback at this point in time that has the cojones to be able to stand up with Patrick Mahomes, go and beat him, and not and not. Piss, piss the damn floor and 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 lose the game like a Josh Allen or Mr. Oh, Brock Purdy. Let me get to the comment section right quick. Fresh one did say if they do go out and get T Higgins, I can see it happening. AKA the three P. Also, Dominic Powell says I believe they can do it, but probably want to beef up that O line again and grab a number one wide receiver. Everybody keeps uh, saying number one wide receiver. Y'all have Rashi Rice is number one. Y'all y'all are ignoring the fact that they. They are not going to go get any receiver, okay? They're not going to do it. Until I see it, I don't believe it. They're not going to get anybody. They believe Rice is going to be the number one. And they only I got a okay, question for my Kansas City guy before we get out of here. Okay, where, where's Sky Moore at? Is he not in the lineup anymore? I mean, is there a rotation anymore? I mean, I, I saw him on the sideline, of course. He hasn't really played this season. That y'all is well, he was coming off the He was coming off the injury. I don't know if that played into his playing time. In the, I mean, obviously – I think he was just activated before the Super Bowl. I don't remember. I don't remember. But Blair, he spent know, some time there. Ch is out since he's he be gone. Was, was, Scott Moore was number two. Ch is gone. Um, Scott Moore is gonna be the number two behind Rice. Ch is gone. Maybe they'll bring MVS back. Watson, Watson coming back. Watson will be back. Yeah, of course. Okay. Because we're gonna keep running with scrubs at wide receiver until Kelsey retires. Hey, that's the Tom Brady way, baby. Discounts. Yeah, I'm thinking I might, I might go try out. You gotta get your. They want to have scrubs on the team. I mean, I might just go try out. Sir, Shit, I'm good. I'm liable to drop maybe four or five, but I catch Sir. at least one. You hey. got a, you got a newborn at the house anymore? You ain't none of that no more. As long hey. as you don't drop them into someone else's hands, you be all right. Hey, you and Mike Evans drop balls, y'all. Man, there y'all go. See. <laughs> I fit in perfectly. The disrespect. Dominic Powell said, luckily they didn't have to drop Super Bowl, a.k.a. the Chiefs. But, again, that's what championships teams do when it's time to, uh, of course, show up. They they make championship uh, moments. And, and they did. He's were able to do once again. Of course, we'll see what happens uh, next year. Uh, Super Bowl 59 in New Orleans. Uh, we are going to take a hiatus because it's been a long season for Ish and I, and I need to get back to my wife and kids. I know my wife is probably tired of me doing these shows at nine o'clock when her when she's watching the baby. So I gotta get back to helping out on uh, Ish and I. We'll be back uh, probably combine and right draft, of course. So yeah. we'll we'll let you guys know when we're back, but we will be taking a break, so you will not see me on Sunday but- pregame show. But we got a lot of things coming this offseason. Oh, yeah. A lot of things to talk about. 
especially in the college football world as well. We got a lot of things that we've been working on behind the scenes. So we definitely stay tuned for that. We do. Also, a little before we get out of here, Fractual Walnut, if you are tuning in, I know you haven't been on the show lately, but you have won the mini helmet for the year. So please make sure you hit me up in the DMs. And I will make sure that I get this to you. X is walking to your house and he's going to hand deliver that thing. Yes, whatever Ish is saying, that is not going to happen. But anyway, before we get on out of here, of course, as always, please let everybody know where to find you guys, KC. Uh, just another football show. Just like you guys, we are going to take a little bit of a hiatus. But I got two episodes coming this week. Tomorrow we are recapping the Super Bowl. A lot of the same conversations, um, but uh, a lot of fun. And then on Friday, we are uh, going over all of our preseason predictions that, uh, spoiler alert, were mostly terrible, um, just to sort of make fun of each other and uh, doing our awards for the end of the year. So that's a, it's a fun time to sort of go over and uh, look back on the season that was before we take ourselves a little bit of a break for a few weeks. You can find me at Super Bowl 59, PittsburghSteelers.com, baby. <laughs> Ah, X, why did you even put the camera on Adrian? See, you, you, you knew what you were going to get. You should even put the camera on him. Trying to make sure everybody gets their three seconds of fame. Yeah, huh? no, nah, you knew going to say something crazy about the damn Steelers again. Until they go get Justin Fields, I don't want to hear none of the Steelers talk. <laughs> now they're going to get Tannehill. Tannehill about to be the backup with, yeah. with Arthur oh, Smith and whatnot. Hey. Arthur Smith coming in, got to put in that OC work, baby. I thought I would never say it. If they get Tannehill... I will finally know. I will disown the Steelers. I will call Mike Tomlin. Yeah, Percy. yeah, whatever. Well, no, I will call there. Mike Tomlin. Person, he'll be back. No, I will they call him. Person, they always come know. back. Exactly. I will come back, and I'm gonna let him know. Hey, man, that conversation you and I had in the hotel. I'm done with you, dude. I'm done, Adrian. You, you, you too deep in the game. It ain't no changing now. You, you I'm done. I'm done with him. Yeah, I'm done with him. Tannehill. I'm done. And on that note, that ends the 2024 NFL season with Tannehill might be going to the, the first Steelers. <laughs> and we will follow up with you guys in the offseason. We appreciate y'all for tuning in to X Talking Edge this season. We will be back, hopefully, uh, like I said, another month or so. But tuning into social media, we will let you guys know the next time we are back. Thank y'all once again for tuning in to X Talking Edge. Peace, fellas. Later. Mm-hmm.